This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A, 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 a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash and Tommy Lugauer. Down the sideline, into the end zone. From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. One giant step. How about a live edition of One Giant Step? Well, it's not live for you, but it's live in person. Myself, Sean Morash, and Tommy Lugauer together. Not looking at each other from across a computer screen together. Coming to you from Bob's by the Bay in Bayshore, New York, a little remote broadcast, what I like to call my backyard bar. Tommy, welcome to my home. How are you? I'm doing well, Sean. So basically the background here is we're going through a heat wave, as all you know, those of us that listen to us on the East Coast. And I just hit up Sean yesterday and I'm like, dude, I'm off from work. It's 95 degrees. I live in the city. I have no water to jump into. You got a (laughs) pool. So I invited myself over. I said, listen, we'll hang out. We'll barbecue. And then we'll record the podcast. It's perfect. Meanwhile, I just really wanted to go take a dip in his pool because it's 97,000 degrees outside. And you shouldn't have to use the podcast as an excuse (laughs) to come in my pool. Now, that being said, the podcast had to be done anyway, so it just worked out, which is a good thing. So here we are. So if this sounds a little different than usual, we decided rather than go down to the studios, I usually do it. Let's see how it sounds like for a little outdoor broadcast here as we take a we run a play, as we like to say. And, hey, changing up the concept is something Jason Garrett didn't do all of last year. So we're going to run a little play outside, uh, you know, see how the levels sound. But either way, having fun. And rookies have reported the training camp, as we stated and did in our little preview rookies report. They're lifting a lot of weights, a lot of gym shorts going on. Injured veterans have shown up. We already have the, you know, the rookie tight end Daniel Bellinger on pup. But plenty to get into. And we will look ahead again to training camp and all the practices uh, beginning in next week's episodes. But. A couple important Giants notes here. And, you know, maybe at the tail end of this, we'll have some fun with the day's adventures. The first one is, as I just mentioned, the tight end room is extremely, extremely thin. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones is basically leading the Chargers starting tight end. So there was some hope that rookie Daniel Bellinger could be the Kevin Boss of this kind of draft class and how many how tight end heavy the Giants are should be interesting because I think anybody but Evan Ingram dropping passes was an upgrade. And their rookie, and I'm not going to call him a prize rookie because when you're a mid-round pick, it's one thing, but a guy that people thought could start is starting on pup with a you know basically a hip injury. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be some kind of expert uh, watching Daniel Bellinger's tape, but I will say it's got to be a little disappointing that a rookie that you were counting on at a position that's very thin is starting the season on the pup list. So we'll see how, I don't know, uh, 
bad the hip injury is. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something. Last year, Matt Pert started on Pup, and he was fine a week later, so it could be nothing. But I bring that up because we're a Giants podcast here for Giants fans, by Giants fans, and it's the least Giants injury news. And by the way, if we get by this year in August and Daniel Bellinger's the only real noteworthy injury, I would say we're doing okay. So I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet. No, definitely not. And, and the tight end position to me, Evan Ingram was essentially public enemy number one. I mean, with the drops, the injuries. Well, he couldn't block either. It'd be one thing if he's dropping passes and he's a good run blocker. But come on. No, dude. And, and I mean, you saw flashes from him all the time and he would just drive you nuts because we saw the potential, but just so many mental mistakes. It was time for him to go. And I understand Ricky Seals Jones is not going to get anybody excited and then Bellinger and all these guys. But to me, that's a position where anything you get from it's gravy. And I think we just wanted to move on from yeah. Ingram. Do we have our tight end of the future right now on the team? Probably not. But oh, anything- that could easily be next year's first round pick. No, that's interesting because I, I, you know what it is, Sean. I'm not in love with taking tight ends in the first round. I really not. And we've seen a lot of guys get taken. Oh, I think Ebron and and guys like that yeah. that just never make it. I'm not in love with it. Jeremy it depends. Shockey. Shockey for sure. But we're thinking they're going to be bad this year, right? So I mean, like, I, let, let me put well, it this well, way. Hold on. The only well, even I, middle of the road, you're taking a, a tight end mid first round. I don't love that personally. Well, there's two caveats. Number one, I think the expectation is it's going to be a quarterback in the first round next year. I hope so. Better be. But here's how it becomes a tight end. And this is a million hopscotches down the road. Okay. It becomes a tight end. If Daniel Jones is healthy for 17 games, the team wins 10 games. I'm not telling you this is going to happen. What I'm telling you is they don't sign him to a deal like Kyler Murray just got, but Daniel Jones agrees to come back for three years, let's right. say. And they basically don't go all in, or they franchise him sure. to see it for another year. And he stayed healthy and the team's good. Okay, well, now let's see you do it in two years. And because you've won 10 games, you're not picking in the top five, the top eight. You're more in those middle rounds, that kind of deal. And I could just tell you, it's shame on me for not having his name ready, but the tight end from Notre Dame is already being you know, bounded about as, you know, a top 15 type pick. So I would not go the route of, hey, you have a top five pick. Let's go Kyle Pitts. I think that was stupid by the Falcons. Yeah. I just bring it up because it's such a thin position. And Pitts in a lot of ways is like a wide receiver. Yeah. I understand he plays tight end, but he's essentially a wide receiver. And it's stupid to be talking about next year's draft and where the Giants go in the first round because there's a million different ways, right? I say quarterback, it could be corner. Sure. I just bring up tight end because, and this is maybe something we'll get to in the next episode when we talk about things we're really looking at the training camp. It probably is their thinnest position. Where yes, I, I feel like none of the tight ends on the roster, unless Bellinger ends up being a lunch pail guy, a guy you like. And by the way, George Kittle, not a first round pick. No, Travis Kelsey, not a first nope. round pick. How dare I even think Bellinger could be one of those guys? But my God, Antonio Gates wasn't even drafted. Right. So you, you could find far. your tight end not in the first round. Maybe Bellinger is that and he is a starter. The point is it's a thin position. Uh, and it's funny to do that. But I also bring up tight ends here. And this is I could tell you about Two hours ago is me and Tommy were prepping this in the pool, mind you, as we watched the Yankees Astros in my pool. Hey, we, 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 we do uniforms for 45 minutes. We're going to get into the blue uniforms for that long. And here we are already going, going on with the tight ends. Another nugget I, I wanted to bring up. On well, but Sean, so before you bring up the nugget, I really wanted to bring up something just so we don't, I don't lose the point. The Jones thing's interesting too, because okay. with the shorter contract, cause I never thought of it like that because you could, there's could, they might be an argument. If that plays out, that scenario plays out where you go first year under Dable, we saw improvement. We saw signs, but it's just year one. How about in year two, year three, which would make you as a giant fan go, all right, maybe if they do sign him for a three-year deal, this guy could blossom. And that's how you could sell it to your fan base. One year under Dable, oh. improved, hurt. Because I know a lot of people, and I think it, me for sure want to move on, 
But if they he is healthy, they do win nine or ten games, and he shows improvement, you could also sell it on this was year one under Dable. What's year two going to be like? What's year three going to yeah. be like? And we're going to get more weapons around them. And I'm not telling you it's going to happen, but right. if we all like the Brian Dable hire, and to a, a greater extent, Mike Kafka, former backup quarterback, Eagles, whatever, but he mm-hmm. comes from that chief system, yeah. learning under Andy Reid, and it's very clear he's going to call plays, right? So if we believe in the offensive philosophy, I have hammered this point home, and I will argue this with Giant fans time and time again. My issue with Daniel Jones, and there are a number of them, the biggest one to me has still been the health and not being on the field. No doubt. And I do believe that if Daniel Jones plays 17 games, the Giants aren't as bad as they were last year, despite so many offensive deficiencies, because I still look at that first month of the year, they're losing games, but Daniel Jones was humming along. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a bad quarterback in the first month of the year. I don't think that Daniel Jones, unless he wins league MVP this year, which nobody's telling you he was going to do that. No, I don't think Daniel Jones has a good year. He wins 10 games and the Giants suddenly go, yes, here's your 240 million like Kyler Murray. Yeah, got. you can't do that. You just can't. It wouldn't be but smart. I do think that if he has a solid year, the Giants happen to get one of those two wild card spots in an NFC where who could figure out the bottom rung. They show great improvement. The offense looks different because the wide receivers are moving in motion and, and it's just cooking, let's say. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think a, you know a three-year kind of not up against the cap deal for quarterback is not outrageous, and then still gives you those outs year in and year out. All right, he's hurt again. Now we go make our move for a quarterback, right? And he becomes essentially your backup, right? Uh, overpriced backup, but a backup. I think it's at least on the table now. Yeah. Again, again sure. I will tell you, I had Paul Schwartz. Here's a pop on the fan on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. and I kind of posed the question: Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones? If you had to pick one, who's on the roster in 2023? Who is it? Jones. You said Jones and I said Jones too, because I was thinking about that. Because to me, under no circumstance, if Saquon Barkley had a Jonathan Taylor year where he was close to being an MVP this year, I still wouldn't pay him. I am with you 100%. I still wouldn't pay him. And and again, that's what you'd be waiting for. But ultimately, you're going to, that would, you just don't do that. No. Because you know, in two, three years, you're definitely going to regret that. 100%. I think at the quarterback position, you can make the case if I'm not, stretching the cap and I'm signing Daniel Jones to a three-year deal. I don't know that I necessarily regret that because again, you could always take a quarterback in the first round and he's still young. And and if he shows some promise, yeah, you keep him around. Paul Schwartz's answer, by the way, was neither, neither night doesn't envision a world where neither, especially because they they hadn't drafted Jones. See to me, I think it's probably likely Jones isn't back, but I, 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 if all went positive, 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 I could see him back. I could Uh, franchise tag. Or or otherwise. So that's kind of where we're at with that. And I wanted to bring up the tight ends here, Tommy, because did you see the other tight end news that came across that I totally forgot about until the last 10 minutes we started the podcast that I wanted to bring up? Give it to me. Kyle Rudolph signing with the Bucks. Now, I by no means wanted to bring back Kyle Rudolph. What a mistake by Dave Gettleman. And no, I was a sucker. I was a sucker last year that said, you know what? I know he was coming off a down year in Minnesota, but what's been the Giants' big problem? Red zone, red zone, red zone. And that's Rudolph's zone. biggest strength. And I know we have an Ingram, yeah. but Rudolph can come on. The, he can actually throw some blocks off sure. the edge, help out Saquon on the run game, yeah. and in the red zone, because he had been a red zone threat earlier in his career, this would be good for the Giants. And, of course, Kyle Rudolph gives you nothing, nothing in the red zone all year. He's hurt a bunch. He was hurt in camp, does nothing. Nobody gave you anything in the red zone, though, to be fair, on the entire team. And I bring this up because clearly that was a salary that had to be moved by the Giants as part Mm -hmm. of the Dave Gettleman clear out. Yep. Clearly. But 
the fact that of all the teams to sign Kyle Rudolph, <laughs> it's the Bucks with Tom Brady, uh-huh. who Gronk is retired right now. His girlfriend thinks he might come back or whatever. He'll be back by like you know, they have Cameron Brady. But the Bucks with Tom Brady. Yep. I feel like the Brian Windhorse meme. What does that mean? People are trying to figure out what does that mean. Okay. And the only reason I say that, if Tom Brady is giving a stamp of approval of signing Kyle Rudolph, could he be that bad? Oh, I mean, when you're with Tom Brady, I mean, you're going to obviously be way better. It makes me think Kyle Rudolph's going to have some touchdowns this year. Well, again. And we're going to have Ricky Seals, Joe Jones out there running tight end. I'm going to go, damn. I understand that, dude. But when you're talking about Kyle Rudolph on the Bucs with Brady, with Evans, with all the weapons they have, Godwin, I mean, you can't possibly compare that to the scenario that Rudolph was in last year with Daniel Jones and Garrett calling plays and the offense being as bad and as broken as it was. So, yeah, will we kick ourselves in, you know, in week 13 when Rudolph has like eight or nine touchdowns already? Maybe, but I wouldn't because it's a totally different scenario because if Tom Brady played for the Giants last year, Kyle Rudolph would have played well. And it's just as easy that Kyle Rudolph stinks – he is a veteran former pro that Brady gave us a stamp to. And by November, Gronk's out of retirement and back, and Kyle Rudolph's a non-factor. Yeah, by the Bucks. way, exactly. Because Gronk's retired, great. He's done this before. He could easily come back again. I right. just think that we could sit here and do this podcast, and I'm telling you, if literally any other team signed <laughs> Kyle Rudolph right before camp, I, I'm telling you, you could give me any of them. I was going to say Rams. I was going to give you that one. I, even them, I'd be like, okay. Patriots, I'm trying to think of a team that would, but even Cowboys, that, somebody that would like No, see, you. none of those yeah. would bother me. Because I would just say, you guys don't even understand what you're getting, what we just got into. But the Bucks with Brady's like, ooh, maybe we, you know, right, maybe we should have found a way to keep him, considering how thin our tight end room is. Because everybody wants to play with Brady, but that doesn't mean Brady wants everybody. So obviously Brady definitely sees something in Rudolph, and I'm sure they're going to get the most out of the guy if he stays healthy. It wouldn't, it's not going to surprise me at all. It's Tom Brady. The tight end room, fascinating. And again, the tight ends will be something that gets talked about throughout this podcast, throughout the next six weeks, because it is one of the most interesting – well, maybe because it's a dumpster fire battles in training. Camp. Well, I think it's also one of those things where the casual giant fan, you know, because there's some giant fans that go, you know what? Season ends. I'll see you in the summer. I'll see you in the fall. And, and, you, and you might tune in on week one. Right. There's plenty of those giant fans that listen to WFA and they tune in week one and go, wait, who's this guy? And you're thinking, all right, well, Ingram's not here anymore. We got to have some kind of tight end. You start looking at the depth chart and you go, what is going right. on? Did somebody get hurt? Why right. do we not have a tight end? You know, there are plenty of fans that are like that. Yeah, no, th- those are the tight ends they have. <laughs> right. It, it's it's pathetic. It's awful. It's thin. But again, if they're running four wide receiver sets sure. and fullback, you know, they, it just may be a, an offense that's so much lessened by the tight end that right. it doesn't really matter. They had a block. Right. Exactly. When Wondell Robinson is out there with Tony at the same time as Shepard is the same time as Galladay, then it's okay that, you know, whoever is out there blocking. So we'll see. So early tight end discussion here on the pod. I didn't feel like uh, it's kind of amazing that we got there. Okay. Uniforms. I love a good uniform conversation. I really do. There's some funny avenues I'm going to take with this. Okay. Uh, but I think overall, let's just start with the Giants announced they're bringing back the 80s and early 90s blue uniforms. Now, we've seen the Color Rush white ones, mm-hmm. which I have an anecdote on in a second. They bring, They do the hype video with it. And we've seen in recent days, if not weeks, the Texans are doing a red helmet now. The uh, Bengals are doing a white helmet. Right. The Panthers are doing the, bl- the black helmet. Yep. And this all stems from the NFL changing its quote-unquote shells rule, which for the last few years, you had to keep the same helmet. Like, because of concussions, players had to have the same helmet. So you could, in theory, change the sticker on the helmet, 
which is how the Giants still had like the dark blue. I keep saying like a lot. It's a big crutch. Had the dark blue with Giants going across so they could switch the helmet logo, but mm. it was the same helmet. Now you could have a free-for-all with your helmets, which is leading to different uniforms. So the Giants are going to go down the road of the blue 80s uniforms twice this year in week four versus the Bears. And I believe in early December versus Washington. Yes. Okay. On top of that, those are home games. Mm-hmm. And with that, they will be doing end zones that are reminiscent of Super Bowl Twenty One at the Rose Bowl, the red Giants end zone, cool. which is cool. I think yeah. I like I like when teams do that and franchises do that. I'll give you a perfect example. To me, I find the NBA changing their uniforms all the time to be a little much, but I like when they change the court to match the uniform scheme. Yes, you know, I agree. Utah Jazz wearing whatever stupid uniforms, but at least they're not playing on the Rocky Mountain court. Right, you know? the Nets. Right, the Nets do it all the time in New York. Right. So I think that's cool to do the end zone thing. So right off the bat, let me just ask you your thoughts on bringing back the Blues. I love it. I'll get my quick negative joke out of the way. I wish they would play like those teams that used to wear those uniforms. That'd yes. be certainly nice. But I am a, I am there. This is what I will say. There are some old school uniforms that should stay in the old school. These aren't one of them. I love it. I think they're awesome. They're sleek. It gives you that nostalgia back when the Giants were the Giants, right? I think it's awesome. So I'm glad. I wish they were, honestly, I wish it was more than two games. Now, I don't know if this is test the waters and maybe down the line. Ah. I like it. Why not give me four? You know, is that, would that be crazy? Well, I have a hot, ta- a hot take to Go argue ahead. back with you. My, I guess, scorching hottest take of all is we always love what we don't see for a while and bring back. So I am really into these jerseys and I'm looking into buying one, which I will also allude to in a couple minutes. Okay. I still prefer the blues we wear now with the non-striped ones. So I would still rather see the uniforms we wear now on an everyday basis. I actually like, I find them simple. And also Super Bowl 42 and 46. I'm always going to look at those as my fond Super Bowl teams. So those are the uniforms. Yeah. Right. So, I'm totally cool with them bringing back the 80s uniforms, but two games is enough for me. I, okay. I don't need to see that. As I've heard people go, this should be the regular uniform. No, no I wouldn't no, no, no. go. All, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go all the way back where they're wearing it all. Right, the time. because you know what you're gonna say in five years? Bring back the uniforms they wore, and because that's gonna become yeah, cool. It's old as me. The other thing, and I didn't see the game announced, and originally I thought it was going to be Thanksgiving, but because of what the Cowboys are putting out there, I don't believe it will be. Okay. Maybe it will. Actually, yeah, maybe it will. And that is, thank goodness. The Giants aren't going to throw the white throwbacks out the window this year. Because that was my worry, was they wear the blues and these beautiful white color. They're calling them the colorist, but let's face it. They're the white jerseys with the Giants on the helmet that we all fell in love with are so gorgeous. They're amazing. So beautiful. And they are going to wear them for a game this year. I did not see the game. Maybe it's been announced. Maybe somebody could tweet at us at Mariah CBS at Tommy Lugauer. Uh, Let us know where it's at. But that, to me, is something I couldn't go with. So they're going to get two with the blues. We the home games. My guess is at some point in the road, they'll wear that Giants. I was thinking Thanksgiving, but the Cowboys on Thursday announced they're going back to their traditional Cowboy uniforms. At least the helmet, that oh, white helmet. Yeah, okay. Uh, which I actually the only thing I think the Cowboys do well were this old, you know, with the sleeve change with the blue and the white. Yep. Like so that. we'll see. Are they going to wear the white jerseys? If they do, then the Giants can't wear the white on Thanksgiving. Right. If they wear the blue, then the Giants. I feel like that's the time. Why wouldn't where, why wouldn't the Cowboys do it on Thanksgiving? To me, that's the game to do it on. Like off the top of my head, yeah, I'd be like, why I'm not? I'm assuming they will. Out? So Definitely maybe the Giants, but points. maybe the Giants at home in week three versus Dallas on Monday night sure. break out the color yeah, rush. Cool. So all of that just fascinating. Now, the other part of uh, 
the uniform conversation I wanted to get to to piggyback off that. Did you see the video that they put out when they announced? I that? did. I okay. did watch the video. <laughs> Any takeaways you have before we get to mine? Uh, my initial takeaway would be Saquon Barkley has to be the lead in this. That was that was my my takeaway. Alarmed me. Yeah, it did alarm me because I I would think that the Giants should be at a stage right now, right? Where can't we focus on somebody else as a starter? Well, maybe team? that just shows you the sad state of affairs here, where they feel because a lot of ways, bro, you know the deal. But here, are dude. you a are you a sucker right now if you're buying a Saquon Barkley jersey? You're a sucker, but I still think. But to me, this is the only thing I would say about this. Is, this is this is for Giants fans because Saquon Barkley's still a guy you see in commercials. He's still a guy that's going to go oddly enough early in fantasy football. So nationally, I still think people look at Barkley as a since a guy when healthy could be a great running. And we back. don't hate him as a guy. Like right. he's easy to root for as a no good doubt. guy. But as Giants fans feel bad like, for him in a way. But, but I, I suppose. I mean, like it's Gettleman that made the mistake to draft him where he drafted. And that's him. not it's not right. on Barkley. And I own a Barkley jersey, and it was given to me as a gift, and I wear it because I don't dislike Saquon Barkley, the person. And to an extent, I don't dislike him necessarily as the player. He's just, I just knew he was never going to be that, and nor was he worth it. So it's not his fault. And people, but when he's the focal point of the uniform right, release, when you expect him gone in a year, it's a bit much. Right. And we got and we got the Yankees on now, and a lot of uh, Yankee fans are Giant fans. People want Joey Gallo to change. Joey Gallo is what he is. Saquon Barkley is the, the way he is. He got to the NFL running a certain style. He's never going to change the way he runs. This is what it is. So I, I I can't blame him for that either because everybody's like, well, why can't he just hit the hole harder? And why is he always looking to break the home run? Because that's what's got him to the dance. That's what got him there. That's what got him to Penn State. That's what made him an early draft. That's that's what it is. So he's not going to go away from that. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Blake, uh, Blake Martinez to end it. I mean, and they got to bring LT back, which is fine. I mean, one of the, you know, the greatest player that ever played for the franchise. But it's like Saquon Bark. Just put Daniel Jones. I know he's a stiff. The guy is totally boring. I understand that. It's not like Eli. Everything Eli does is, is hilarious, especially like post-career. But like, hell, honestly, have Eli do it now that I think about it. Just put him in there. He works for the team. He's funny. Enough with Barkley. You could have. But they did Lawrence Taylor in it, which I think is a takeaway. First of all. How'd you get LT to agree to do it? Wow. Get up there. Was there a paycheck made? Whatever <laughs> happened there? I don't think you could make Eli the Saquon version of the focal point because that's undercutting Daniel Jones. So then, the make jo- then make Jones. Make Jones. Then Just make say he's Jones. our quarterback. Make Jones. He's, 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 he's not funny, but so what? And he's also, by the way, the same amount of, you know, probably time left to Saquon. Sure. I Okay, so this is the other part of this that drove me nuts. Okay. I was told and this is this could be completely somebody talking out of there you know what that the reason you didn't see our big first round picks in there is there's something to do with like rookie merchandising stuff in the Guaranteed. that has to be because right? you didn't see them makes sense to me yeah Kayvon Thibodeau is the guy he's got personality no we know even if he's a bust he's here for at least the next three years and we're not pissed at him yet right <laughs> we have <laughs> he's good, good feelings we'd be like exactly. oh look Thibodeau looks awesome in yeah. that uniform that would be the guy without playing a game yet. And he's got charisma, swag, the whole thing. That that makes all the sense in the world, dude. Because and and also too, like rookies, like you know, they have to do things. You ask, well, I'm sure a lot of those guys are like, oh, do I really have to do this video? Rookies have to do these things because they're early in the business. And here. I'll get it's you probably something with the contract or some type of thing, right? And and because remember, Martin. they haven't actually made a cent yet other than signing bonuses and right. getting into camp. They haven't practiced yet, so there has to be something around that. And I, I will have a follow up on that in a second. Okay. Thought it was cool that I had Aziz Ojolari involved, even Kenny Galladay involved. He was a big free agent signing. So it was cool to see all those players. It was I, I just liked that. I thought the hype video was cool. I thought everything about it was cool. I thought it popped. 
I thought the Giants did it well. It kind of gave me these feel-good feelings of yesteryear and looking ahead. Okay, new times. New for, okay, we're bringing this back. So there's plenty to go into it. Again, anytime you see LT, you're going to get a big pop like it's wrestling, of course. Mm-hmm. Now, on that note about why I think it has something to do with merchandising. I see these jerseys, so what do I do like any sucker does? i got to order one of these jerseys. Oh. All right? Now, you and I watch Giant Games a little differently. Yes, we do. I will have the nacho cheese stained on an OCU Minora jersey. Absolutely. You'll have a pink uh, t-shirt. Floral shirt or something. Doesn't matter. No, you don't need to be in the gear to watch the games. I basically... I don't play for them. I basically <laughs> need to be the character in the movie Big Fan. All right? That That's the difference. These are yeah. the two different types of fans we have, and this is what you're going to get on one giant step every week. All right? So, naturally, I go to the one stand. Now, as we all know with our company, paydays tomorrow, so I'm going to wait for payday. But anyway, let me get a jump on it, get a little idea. So I go, and it's links. it links me to Fanatics, so not even the direct website. However I got there, I got there. Mm-hmm. And they have a pretty damn long inventory of these jerseys and who you can buy. Okay. All right? So I get there, and the obvious ones are there. Saquon, Jones, Leonard Williams, who, by the way, I would have had no problem if he was the one involved. Uh, Galladay, mm-hmm. Tony, another guy, by the way, they could have used over Barkley. He was a first-round pick last year, too. Uh, Adoree Jackson, Xavier McKinney. So starters that you feel like are at least good players that should be here. So mm-hmm. let's say they have seven or eight starting players on there. Uh, Andrew Thomas was another one. No Evan Neal, no Kayvon Thibodeau, no Wendell Robinson, which again tells me there's something to do with rookies there where whatever the deal is, they're not signed yeah. off on doing them. And yeah. it, maybe there's contract language that goes into it and they can't kick until they start playing games. I don't know what it is, but it's something there. So I really wanted to get a Thibodeau. Can't get it. Okay, so I'm looking up and down this thing. Then they offer you the throwback selection. All right? Very interesting. So now, okay, so it starts with uh, Carl Banks and Lawrence Taylor. Now, they've sold these jerseys in the past. You go to a Champs in the mall and get these blue ones and the throwback. So I'm scrolling. Okay, that would be cool. They have those, and you get the Harry Carson, and uh, I think there might have even been like a Joe Morris in there. All right, cool throwbacks, right? Bavaro. Then you get to a couple ones that I found really odd. <laughs> and I'll get to, by the way, a current player I found really odd. Okay. I tweeted the current player. What, what era? What decade? Or can you give me a hint? This is my problem. Okay. And this is the, the struggle I have. And maybe I'm a loser. Right. A clear loser. Our era of Super Bowl 42 and 46. You get OC. Okay. They give you a David Tyree. Okay. I think there was an Eli. Tuck. No Tuck. I think there was an Eli. Plaxico. Tiki. Tiki. All right, our WFA and colleague. Not Plaxico. Again, Tyree was on there, which, of course, he's Which I get, for sure. I think Cruz. I would think Victor Cruz. I think Definitely. Victor Cruz. Come on. Let's say there was five or six guys in that era. Yeah. Here's my problem. They didn't play in those uniforms. Now, Tiki did. Tiki did. Very, very early on. Yes. So, I, I kind of got to separate. O.C. didn't. Nope. David Tyree didn't. Nope. And I just found that part of it weird. <sighs> We're bringing back throwbacks. Right. And then we're going to sell throwbacks to get jerseys. So, obviously, all the current guys are about to wear them. So, that makes sense to get a current player. And, obviously, we're it's yesteryear of Super Bowl 21 and 25. So, you want to go back to those guys. Cool. 
doesn't it look weird to order a David Tyree or an OCU Minora jersey in these kinds? It, it looks really weird. The only thing I can think of is that they're like, you know, younger people that watch these players play are more likely to buy these jerseys. So we're going to do the square peg round, round hole. But it is weird. So yeah, definitely. An not. hour after calling it weird, yesterday when I was going through it, I went back and I said, geez, I think I want a Tyree. <laughs> And it's then like I, a bizarro world, like yes, you know, like he played in that era yes, somehow. Or, within one hour. And it's cool, because what if they don't sell them ever again, and you have like this like cool thing that never no one else has, or so a with, lot of people don't have. Within one hour, I changed my mind on, on if I wanted to buy that kind of player. And then I woke up this morning, and I thought about it again, and I said, but what if I'm in the park? This is the scenario I paint myself. What if I'm in the parking lot this year, and I go to a giant game, yep. and I'm wearing that jersey? Okay. And I get the doofus that comes up to me because he's got to be Mr. Macho fan. Tyree, you know, he never wore that jersey, dude. <laughs> and then I fought myself back and I said, well, who cares what that guy says? It's right. the team and fanatics selling it. And it's kind of cool to wear a throwback of the team for a player that never wore the throwback, nor is he on the current team. And he was a legend. It's just whatever they did, they have a ton of jerseys to sell. It just felt and now I don't know if it's weird or cool. I think it's both. I think you'll get as many people that come up to you and say, that's weird. What is that? I think as many people be like, that's cool. Where'd you get that? I didn't realize they were even selling that. He didn't even wear those jerseys. That's awesome. So I think it's unique. It's different. Uh, and I think it could be cool. So I think you'll equally get the same type of responses with that. No, that's awesome. And so and by the way, I'm showing you now the Tyree and human Yura. Yeah. And the price, by the way, 129 bucks. Well, I, I mean, we've gotten out of hand. That is out of hand. But now, even as, bro, even but those when, are sharp. They're sharp when you look at them. It's weird. It is. Because see, you're that, like, I don't expect to see Tyree's name on that, that jersey. That was my reaction. It's like a weird, like, I'm like doing a double take here where I'm like, is those actually the jerseys? All right. So, so did, did you see my tweet on what? Well, I was going to ask you, which one were you going to get? Because, I mean, I know you're the kind of guy that likes to get everybody, but you definitely have a favorite from I that really, era. really want a Kayvon Thibodeau jersey. I'm saying, I'm saying from that era. I have an OC and I have a Tyree. I have both. You have an OC, you have a Tyree. I, I'll tell you which one, but I felt a little weird about it. I think I want a Tiki. Why would you feel weird about a Tiki? Because now... I've worked with him for quite a few years, CBS Sports Radio. Oh, you don't want to wear Tiki's jersey and, and around Tiki. He's actually a friend. Like, we text. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Uh, I've hung out. I've gone in the pool with Tiki yeah. like I did with you Super today. Uh, we have more mutual friends outside the station. And then it's, I've, I've, I've hung out with him and gotten to know him so well that at 35 years old, can I be wearing a man's jersey? But in my head, I take myself back to being a kid and like, I've separated. Oh, in my, he was our guy, man. Right, that's up. the thing. Yeah. I have separated in my head, knowing Tiki personally, where I almost take it for granted. And I'm not trying to have a humble brag here on one giant step with my childhood, because I don't want to fanboy out on him every time. But then when I think about Tiki, I get these like warm feelings of watching Giants. It's the best Giant running back they've ever had. No doubt. And I feel like in a weird conceptual way, because of like the fallout Tiki had with the Giants, and the way I think Giant fans more and more have now warmed up to him, and he's been really good on the fan. And now since he's made they, the switch they over definitely there, warmed back that tiki jerseys I think are about to be back in around right. MetLife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 for you, dude, it's like you could separate it because it's like Tiki the football player and Tiki the friend radio host. It's like you're celebrating yeah. his great career. But can I buy a tiki yeah, throwback for 120? First of all, bucks. I think you'd get a kick out of it. You wearing around that 100. First thing he saw, you'd give you grief for it, but in a good way. So I I don't think you're fawning over it. I think if you went up to him and like made a big deal out of it, maybe. But no, I I, I think it'd be I think he'd appreciate it. And that was all. and that was the other part of it. Not only is it one of those guys from that era. Now he didn't make 
obviously wasn't on the Super Bowl 42 or 16, was on the Super Bowl 35 team that lost. Yeah. But he all I could also say, remember early in the career, he wore the jersey. So I kind of cover both bases sure. there, which was another Absolutely. selling point. So I think I'm I'm leaning towards probably ordering a tiki. And I'll wait for Thibodeau jerseys to come out. Maybe that's where I go with one of those white flashy ones. Whatever. Yeah. My jersey, by the way, purchased last year. I like to get one jersey a year with James Bradbury. So oh boy. Off a Pro Bowl here. I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah, you, you don't want to be one of the, 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 I always, and it's funny because you mentioned the rookie thing. It's like you always, you're, you're uh, clearly, you're not one of these people that like, hey, you have to establish yourself over the course of a couple of years in order for me to buy your jersey. If I like you right out of the gate, I'll grab your jersey. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I has two, three, four great years. You feel like I'm around for And a I while. do like a rookie or first year player just because of rookie contracts. And I know it, at least I'm getting a couple, even if you suck, I know you're on the team. Yeah. I know you're on the team. Now, Bradbury I got because I thought – I tried to be – oh, he. how many Pro Bowlers do the Giants have? He made yeah, the Pro I Bowl. He, I mean, he really didn't deserve to get cut. It was just a finances thing this year. Uh, and I never expected the Giants to not win – not get six wins or more sure. and get cut again. Yeah, you know. And I think it's kind of funny, too, if you buy a, a rookie's jersey and he ends up being like an all-time bust. You got to wait a few years, and but it becomes cool. funny and cool. Correct. Absolutely. You're Danny wear- Cannell jerseys are kind of cool. That's what I'm saying. You're like, you know, you're wearing something like that. It, it, it's, it almost becomes funny and ironic. It's not only way. funny and ironic. It's kind of a badge of honor. Right. I lived through this too. <laughs> yeah. yep. Right. I'll give you I a pump, you. man. Those were rough times. We're here yep. having a good time. There, you're right. There is something cool. Okay. So if you didn't see my tweet. I did not. I'm going through this. Again, we're talking about the jerseys. This is one giant step. Download us anywhere podcasts are available. We appreciate it. Sean Morash here with Tommy Lugar from Bob's by the Bay in Bayshore. Uh, I'm going through this, and as I said, I rattle off all the obvious names. Okay. I get to this section, and I have to screenshot it. I'm going to show you. Clark, I wouldn't have been more surprised if I woke up my head sewn to the carpet. All right? I have Andrew Thomas here, mm-hmm. another player here, and under him, Leonard Williams. Okay. So you would say Andrew Thomas and Leonard solid giant players. No doubt. Uh, guys who could Thomas be Pro Bowlers this year. Right. Thomas could be a really good player. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And I like, I really do like Leonard Williams. So in the middle, do you want to take a guess of what current giant is in the middle here? Of and our good friend James Ward that works for SNY responded to this tweet. Uh, was something idiotic said he could be the fifth best player of the Giants this year. I think the guy probably doesn't even make the team this year. Wow. But the fact that they're selling his jersey makes me think, did I screw up the depth chart? So Ward says he's gonna be a top, could be a top five player, and you don't you think he's gonna get cut. Correct. Huh. If you wouldn't mind talking to the mic when you do that. Uh, well I'm not giving you a real I'm I'm uh filibustering here as I try to think. Um you may not even remember this guy. Yeah, I mean... There uh, are probably Giant fans that go, wait, who? What? Give me the name. I will show you. Oh, show me. Number 15, Colin Johnson. What? The wide receiver they signed late last year. He had a couple catches at the sticks. Again, fine in that Jason Garrett curl offense. Let me just refresh everybody's memory here for the New York Giants. They have, if everybody's healthy as we enter camp, they have Kenny Galladay. Yeah. They have Kadarius Tony. Yeah. They just drafted Wendell Robinson in the second round. He's on the team. Yeah. They found a way to bring back Sterling Shepard yeah. with due salary. He's on the team. Mm-hmm. They also have somebody who may not be on the team, but we should all know because he was a starter. Let's do his Darius Slate. Yeah. Okay. And he's going to be an interesting camp story as well. Then you start going down the road of you know, recycle all of these receivers that we've seen the last couple of years. And this is stupid. I'm going, I hate not having guys' names ready. And I'm blowing my mind. 
the the receiver, he's been working out with Daniel Jones all offseason. Forget you. Everybody was screaming at it. He has a lot of fans. He came over from Buffalo at one point. Anyway, they have a bunch of guys. Colin Johnson's making his team. No, maybe maybe a couple guys get hurt and they bring in Colin Johnson. I don't later even. And he becomes a top way, five player. <laughs> I, I don't even dislike him. I don't appreciate sure he came over from Jacksonville. Like when I saw him play last year, it was just like, oh, he's a fine little receiver. Oh, that was a quick. Like he had a couple weird big play moments in games that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But to. Have him on the Rolodex of jerseys to sell. Now, again, could say something about the Giants. By the way, Sterling Shepard, you could get his jersey. Yeah, but Shepard's been on the team for a while. Has had flashes. I mean, And then I sense. thought to myself, it's one thing for them to sell the jersey. Would anybody buy it? 15's a cool number. Who went on Fanatics last night and said, Colin Johnson's my boy. I'm buying the Colin Johnson jersey. Family and friends. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Right? You know what I mean? And Fanatics is one of those websites. I think they do the jersey swap, right? If a guy's not on the team, you could return yes, it. Yes, they do a jersey swap. But even if Colin Johnson makes the team, if he makes the team, and and there could be giant fans just going, dude, he's going to make the team. He'll be the fifth receiver. They're going to trade Slayton. And, that's, and he might. Even if he makes the team. Is he on the team next year? No. Is he on the team the year after? No. I can't. And if, by the way, if Colin Johnson becomes a big player for the Giants around the next four to five years for some reason as a wide receiver, I got news for you. We've made some mistakes in the wide receiver room with some pretty valuable assets. No doubt. I mean, they drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round. And I know Sterling Shepard's health is no given, no. but they signed uh, Kenny Galladay to a big deal. Yeah, yeah. They just spent the second round pick on Wendell Robinson. Who, again, second round is supposed to start. If Colin Johnson is on a stratosphere that he's a jersey worth having in the Giants, we got a big problem on our hands. Uh, no doubt. I mean, unless he has like a Victor Cruz type run and he plays his way into a situation where he's like your number two wide receiver and he's I mean, great. If that's if the only with candies and no, nuts. I understand that. Again, I I have no idea again why they're selling the jersey, but no, if if he is a major contributor to the team, then there is a major problem. I take pride. I really do. More than you do, which I don't think there's any arguing. I take pride in really getting in the weeds and loving third and fourth preseason oh, quarters. Yeah, I love that stuff. And when guys go down, I love, uh, this guy could step in here. And yeah. usually, because the guy's clearly a backup for a reason. Mm-hmm. Which is why I kind of did like Colin Johnson this year. I take pride in all of that. But when I saw Colin Johnson's jersey available for sale, there was a moment in me last night where I stepped back ahead of taping this podcast and I said, Maybe I don't have a feel for this Giants team the way I have in years past. Maybe I don't. Because clearly, why would the organization sell a guy's jersey? It wasn't, by the way, it wasn't like they sold 53 jerseys here. Are you trying to get the hype train going now almost in a sick, weird way? Is that how you said? We just went over the depth chart. There, there, there's this four is a Brian, five receivers on the roster that are like clearly again, better. I'm going to do it for the second time on this episode, the Brian Windhorse. Now, why is that? Is Colin Johnson a lock to make the Giants based on the fact that they're willing to sell his jersey? Okay, but again, even if he may, even all right, even if he makes the team, I mean, why I, you know, does that mean is that like oh I sell his jersey because just because he made the team? That's enough. Like I, you don't have to sell every single guy's jersey. You don't have to. Is my point. Even if he makes, but I just can I get a Graham Gano for sale? But in, but again, in what healthy everybody's healthy scenario does he make the team? If they trade Darius Slayton. Okay, if they trade Slayton. If everybody is still on this roster. Keep talking for a second. Let me pull up the Giants wire, because I'm going to forget a couple of I times. think we just, I, we named, but there's got, I, big names I already. guarantee, we named the big names. 
But because even Slayton, at one point, we thought this guy would this guy was going to be a really good player. Yeah, and he dropped a couple balls. And I'm yeah, not, I'm of not course. But we've seen flashes from Slayton. I'm not clearly, counting on him, but I'm just saying. Okay, and so Shepard, I love. He's just always hurt. They brought back, remember, as a special teams ace, CJ Board. CJ Board. Okay, again, special teams matters, no doubt, when playing wide receiver. Yes. Sterling Shepard is not a special teamer. Nope. Tony is not gunning. Kenny Galladay is not gunning. No chance. Wandell Robinson is going to have to do some punt return stuff and everything else, yep. clearly. Yeah. They also signed Richie James. Remember the return man from San Francisco? Yes, I do. Okay. David Sills was the guy I was thinking. So oh. now look at this depth chart I just pulled up. It's Galladay, it's Tony, it's Sterling Shepard, and you get to Wandell Robinson. We know for a fact those four guys are on the team. Yes. This doesn't even show. It does show Darius Slayton buried. It gives you C.J. Board and James Ritchie currently because those guys are special teamers. Special teams. teamers, right, so they'll make the team that way. So if we wiped Darius Slayton off the board and he got moved, that's six guys right there. Now, you want to tell me they only keep one of Ritchie and Board and it's a race issue? Fine, five. You then get to this, the back end. Keelan Doss, Alex Bachman, David Sills. That's what Colin Johnson's in the grouping with. How does he have a jersey sold on <laughs> Fanatics? We, I, you know what? We got to get to the bottom of it. That's the only thing. There's either a story here that we are not aware of, or I'm telling you, I said or that they I said, see something in this guy that no one else has seen, and they have huge plans. And I they said, think Heaven, I have to have star. the, I have to have the field of Giants all wrong. Colin Johnson must be on a team. I keep, I keep thinking this is going to end with you saying, "I ordered the jersey. It's going to be here in a couple no, of weeks." I, I keep thinking that's where you're going with this. Too. I didn't, but to that point, that could be a jersey <laughs> for 150 bucks. You might have to. By the way, never. is he selling for 130 dollars too? Yeah, you're I'll not even getting the Colin Johnson discount. I'll give it a price. I got oh the picture. I screenshot. I got the picture right here. You got to drop over 129. Same price Johnson. as Leonard Williams. No disrespect to the guy, but you would think maybe for a guy who might not make the team. You'd How sell it for happen? a little less. I know the trade back thing, but yeah. I will tell you this. There are, and believe me, I see him, and we probably rank 25th out of 26, right? There are a ton of New York Giants podcasts out there, and we want to climb those charts. Of course. Show me the podcast that's talking right now about this Colin Johnson Nobody. thing. No, we, that, are, we are, we're we're talking about something. We're and I find here. that a little troubling. I'm telling you, because I put it on Twitter, and I got a couple of responses from people I know, right? I would have thought, and I get followed by a lot of Giant fans for, for some reason. It's that food jokes and fart jokes, right? Yeah, exactly. I was shocked at how little people cared. And maybe it just... <laughs> well, because you want it to be something more than it is, probably. Because I want people to look at this the same way I'm looking That's at it. That's what I'm saying. You're looking... They're just looking at it like, what? Uh, you know, I'm going to the beach this weekend. And you're thinking of it like, what am I missing? Right. What is going on here? I don't see a path to this guy making the team. I don't get it. But they are selling his jersey. And you pride yourself on knowing, like you said, the 18th receiver on the depth chart and this guy, that guy, and all these guys, you like to know every guy that's going to suit up in the summer. You, you, you pride yourself on that. Yeah. And you want to know what the hell's going on here. And you've racked your brain and you can't freaking figure it out. And it's you thought me. I'd help you. And I can't either because I have absolutely no idea what's going on. I have no idea. It's killing me. There, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something to it. Maybe we get to the bottom of it. I mean, I, I could, I could try figure something out, but whatever it is, it's a freaking disgrace. And on that note, I think we wrap it up for this. You know episode. what? I I actually could probably find out. Really? By next podcast. Really? Yeah. Do you want me to tell you how I could find that out? Well, do you, do, you, do if, I have? I know people that work for Fanatics. I can ask. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, 
I, I have somebody that I know over there. I could text him and go, what's going on with this jersey? He may not know. He could ask somebody. Or he may know the process. Like right. The team submits a bunch of Yeah, names and, or... and the rookies. I could get more information as a follow-up for next week, definitely. I, I will ask him. I'll, I'll give him the info, and I'll be like, what, what's the story here? Now that you say that, I wonder if it's agent-based. Like maybe Colin. oh, like uh, you take this four guys, and by the way, can you throw Collins? Right, we we have this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah, throw it. You know, see if he gets a couple bites. We'd like to get him some sure. merchandise. Maybe it's something like that, and maybe it has nothing to do with the Giants. Uh, I'll different. ask. I'm gonna ask. Yeah, I'd love to know how the uh, the, the bread is butter. Mm -hmm. All right, you can follow Lugauer on Twitter at Tommy Lugauer. You can follow me on Twitter at Moraz CBS. So here's the deal: iTunes, Spotify, the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcasts, if you're listening to this, we really appreciate it. The season is not that far away. Preseason games, not that far away. I know there are a ton of avenues to get your Giants banter. Give us a shot. Take one giant step with us. Hit subscribe. Hit download. You hate us? Fine. Down the road, dump us. Give us a chance for the season. I promise you, you will have fun and have some conversations that you're not getting anywhere else. It's been One Giant Step, Episode 8. Veterans report the training camp. We tackle that in next week's round of episodes. Take care, everyone.